I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. I have of late, but wherefore I know not, lost all my mirth, foregone all custom of exercises, and indeed it goes so heavily with my disposition that this goodly framed earth seems to me a sterile promontory. This most excellent canopy the air, look you, this brave o'erhanging firmament, this majestical roof fretted with golden fire, why it appears no other thing to me than a foul and pestilent congregation of vapors. What a piece of work is man, how noble in reason, how infinite in faculty, in form and moving, how express and admirable, in action, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god. The beauty of the world, the paragon of animals, and yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Man delights, not me. It is Saturday, June 5th, 2021, and as we all know, that means it's Constitution Day in Denmark, the birth of Danish democracy. <laughs> Thank you for taking time away from your uh, your party to listen to our little show, because this <laughs> is Saturday Matinee. Uh, those words were from the melancholy Dane himself, Hamlet, Act 2, Scene 2, from his eponymous play. And just like Hamlet would be nowhere without his excellent good friends, 
Here they are, my own Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, <laughs> Rob Cabasco and Steve Sarmento. Good lads, how do you both? Oh, how sat, Matt, how I've missed you so. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. Good day. Good day to you Good both. Day. Good day. What is the matter that you read, sir? Words, words. <laughs> words, words, words. Great to see uh, you guys. So, uh, yeah, you too. We have a we have a phalanx of Phoenicians. Yes, oh. all three of us in Phoenix at the same time at the it's, same thing. Isn't yes. that amazing? The sun's up and it's 120 degrees it's already. So That's right. <laughs> oh God, I'm sweating so bad. <laughs> this is the time of year when we don't talk about the weather in Phoenix. Yeah. Hey, talk to us in October through February, and we won't shut up. About no, listen, that. and for the, and for those of you who know, like I think is tonight the night that the low is going to be 80. Yeah, yes, that's degrees so. Fahrenheit. You Celsius yeah, yeah. people, you'll know. That's right. ridiculous. All the, all, the, all, the, all the people in Denmark are like, we don't understand. Yeah, it's no. <laughs> it's outrageous. It's just outrageous anyway. So uh, my, my first question, of course, is what have you both been watching? I have been uh, catching up on a series that a lot of people had mentioned. I think Pete had been touting the, the merits of the show. So my wife and I have been on our Apple Plus account watching For All Mankind. <gasps> oh, welcome to the no family. Kidding. Yes. Rob we're, and I love that show. We're about halfway, halfway through season two. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's I th- actually we're more than halfway. I think we've got two episodes left. So, yeah. Loving this show. Well, yes. Ron Moore, you know, right, yes. can't, can't do, can't go wrong with that. So, yes, that's where we're spending our time. Oh man, you got some good stuff coming too. The second half of that season is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing that with my wife, and then with my daughter, she got me hooked on some anime, My Hero Academia on oh, Hulu. So, which is really fun. It, the whole premise is you, you've got a universe. Uh, where like 20 years ago, something happened and people started being born with what they call quirks, which are like superpowers. So you've got a whole, like 80% of the population has these quirks. So different superhero powers. And our main character is this little, little kid who really, really wants to be this awesome superhero, but is born without a quirk. And he applies to get into the university program or whatever they call it. Um, but he's granted this quirk from this superhero. And so now it's sort of his his quest to become the best superhero ever. And it's all about the drama of being in school and the clicks and all that stuff. And it's it's amazing. It's just a really great, fun show, really smartly written. You know, if you're not into anime, I think this might be a good entry point because it's not all the crazy weird stuff that you get in anime with like Death Note and some of these other things. It's just really about superheroes and being a teenager. So a lot of fun. I've heard good things about that one. My daughter's also an anime. She is not into that one because she's also a hipster. Oh. She's like, Ugh, Ugh. everybody's into her academia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> because within the subculture, you've got to be even more niche. Yes, mm-hmm. I understand. What about you, Rob? Uh, well, okay. I will admit we uh, got caught up on several season finales of, of network episodic television that we watch. Mm. So there was that. And... We did introduce my daughter um, as this is my my daughter's final summer with, with us. She goes off to college in the fall. Oh, I was going to say your final summer. Is this Logan's run? This she is it. We're like, you're done. <laughs> done. The crystal started flashing. We have legally know. completed our obligation to your development. You are now an adult. Leave. It's the Hunger Games. Good luck. So, <laughs> but no, we're like, we realize that this is the last summer where, yeah, yeah I mean, right. She'll, yeah. she'll be a partial part of the nest. So we have a whole list of movies that we need to, to get in before it's over. And uh, this week's was Jerry Maguire, which was very enjoyable. My only, um, wow, it has aged very well. 
it, mm. it's it's still very funny and charming. The only thing that gets you is, is that 25 years later, and yes, 25 years later, very much of a not serious look at mental health and concussions in sports. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yes. And those are the two things that have not aged well at all yeah. in the movie. But other than that, it's fine. And then last night, my wife and I, my wife will hate to hear this. Um, uh-huh. We were going through HBO Max and just seeing, hey, what's been newly added to HBO Max? And we stumbled on Eyes Wide Shut and we pa- we, we, we fast forwarded <laughs> through Eyes Wide Shut. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> uh, speaking of things that haven't aged well. I, I still yeah. don't understand anything. <laughs> well, I don't know that that one from birth. No, <laughs> yeah, but it was worse. Like yeah. there was a whole oh, subplot yeah. that I was like scanning through that. I went, I, I don't even remember this subplot. Like yeah. what happened? <laughs> anyway, I, I always, uh, thought with that movie, uh, if you re-edit it and add a, a soundtrack full of pop music, you could just make it Tom Cruise can't get laid and it would be <laughs> yes. a whole be- yeah, much better the, movie. The piano chords that just... <laughs> just, you know, add a beat. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, I I have been actually venturing back to the movie theater since last oh, time yeah. I was on Sabbath. I have been three times. Oh. I took my 13-year-old daughter to see Jaws. Oh. I knew I wanted to make sure yes. that she saw it in the theater because there's, there's just something about yes. certain movies that have to be experienced in the theater for the first time. Uh, and that was great. That was my first time going back in 18 months uh so it and it was great like i i went in there like nervous and like i'm like is this still gonna be weird and there's social distancing and we wore masks and, and all stuff and that was fine even though we're she and i are both fully vaccinated uh we, and we sat and i sat down and it was like coming home i was yeah. like oh i've missed yes. this so much and it was just Got into the rhythm of it, and it was fine. And she loved the movie. Wasn't scared at all, but that's not really a surprise. Right. Uh, but it still holds up. Like, even after, you know, 45, 46 years, whatever it is, it's it, the the story he tells is great. And and the fact that the shark wasn't working makes it a better movie yes. because you develop the characters that much more. Uh, you know, she was snarking a little bit, but she's also 13, <laughs> so that was going to happen. Uh, then later that same week, uh, I took her to see the 35th anniversary of Stand By Me. Oh. And that went terribly. Oh, she no. hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it still held up really well, but it I, as I watch it, you know, and now with 2021 eyes and father eyes too, it's very dude heavy. There are only yeah. two women who speak yeah. in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's and I, I was trying to like she and she like the slurs she couldn't get past she couldn't right. get past the, yeah. the rough language, and I was and I was like, okay, you know, I grew up in the you know the 70s 80s. They were still talking like this then. Yes. Like it, yeah, it was right. like we just, all you did, had to do was update the metaphor. I'm like, I don't, I don't, not saying this is right or good, but I'm telling you, the the kids I grew up with, this is how they talked. This is how they treated each other. This is yeah. how they treated me. Like this is very, very accurate to that time. But I think there is something about the boys on bikes thing that doesn't always translate. <laughs> yes, to the other side. And then uh, my wife and I went on a date and we saw Cruella. Oh. And so that was a you know, major release and a major uh, day. And so like that was like a, a pretty much a, yeah. a, I'd say 75% full theater. Okay. Uh, and like, and once again, I felt fine. Like I felt comfortable. I felt good. And then by that point they had taken down the mask mandates. We didn't even have to wear masks in the theater. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, the movie has its issues. Did they already do a, did they do a film board or something? No, no, no. Cause, cause we did uh quiet place too. So that was my oh, okay. first time back in the theater actually. Ah, okay. The same thing. So my wife and daughter, 
in in one row and Andy and his wife and his son in the in the row behind us <laughs> nice. watching a quiet place too. So we were able to have a little discussion afterwards and then we talked about it on the uh, members exclusive uh film board that just dropped earlier this week. So okay. yeah, I don't want that, I just don't want to steal anybody's thunder with my with my thumbnail. No, no, no. Um no, I think uh I think there's plenty of word out there that it's yeah a bit messy yeah well it's a bit messy yeah i'd say it's good i enjoyed it i had a good time with it but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why it even exists like (laughs) i sort of watched it and i was having a good time and the and i would say disney has some act two problems this has one of the best act twos of any live action disney movie it's so good in the middle and then they get to act three and you go huh oh that's that that's where they're going and they end it and you go so you just don't care at all about what follows. <laughs> like, you're like, cause by the time you get to the end, it doesn't line up with anything. It doesn't line up with 101 Dalmatians, the animated, the live action, the novel, like anything. And you kind of go, Oh, Oh, okay. okay. Like, are they setting up for a cinematic universe or a sequel? I don't <laughs> sure. know, but it, it's so strange. Like it's, it, it's, you get the feeling that it used to be really vicious and every revision, yeah. it just got nicer and nicer and nicer yeah. until they were finally like, okay, now we can also sell this to children and it's okay. And it sort yeah. of it ends up being a little toothless by you get to the end. When it's an origin story of a supervillain, you kind of think that there's going to be some major dark stuff by the time you get to the end. Right. Nope. You yeah. are absolutely totally fine. And you walk out with a spring in your step and a song on your ass because this has the more needle drops than pretty much anything that's not called Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it is like they are wall to wall. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. They're just wall to wall with the 70s. But the, the songs are all really good. Uh, but at the same time, slow down. Right. So anyways, that was that was okay. my, my, my yeah. movie going experience. No, it's have great you, to be back in the theaters, isn't it? Isn't Rob, it have, you been, have you been out to the theater yet? No, I'm, I'm planning uh, for sure Black Widow. In July. Oh, yes. In July. Yeah. That's a month. Dude, I know. Kyle and I are going to come down there. We're going to grab you and drag yeah. you into a theater because it, it is something. It is no, so I, much right. fun. Yeah. The, the social distance. Oh, I mean, Because even Quiet Place right. 2. Support your Harkins. Packed. Yes, yeah. it was packed, but it was it was spaced out. And with, you know, the Harkins sure. recliners, you're, you've got plenty of a buffer. And there's so many good things coming on, into theaters in the next I mean, couple weeks. And yeah. so is F9. So... <laughs> I mean, it, seriously it though, I mean, roll. the best way, I mean, honest to God, the best way to see True. that movie is going to be on the biggest possible screen. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. You know, it's just like those, you, you, you lose some of the, <laughs> the impact when you're watching it, you know, on your phone. Like it just doesn't have quite the same zing. Well, they're going into space in their cars. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's- Oh yeah, space cars, uh, Rob. Space all right, cars. maybe you might have me at that. <laughs> maybe like we'll, we'll see if we can get a a Satmat group together. Yes, we'll go. I would be down for that. A bunch yes. of extra right. hosts all packed in the theater watching, you know, Vin and and the boys and girls. Yeah. I guess. Nice. All right. So, uh, all right. So that's that's the, there's our update on where we're at. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about trailers. Uh, I got in there first because I was shocked that no one had put this on there because it's one of the best trailers I've seen all year. And it's Edgar Wright's new movie, Last Night in Soho. The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles, forget all your cares. So go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No 
believe in ghosts. Uh, I've been eagerly anticipating this. It, it was something that was supposed to come out last year, so it's been done for a while. And then, of course, 2020 happened, and we all know how that went. And Edgar Wright was determined that it had to be seen in a theater. Uh, he's been a, a strong advocate for this. At the time, he seemed like he was insane. Now he seems like he was a prophet. Uh, we'll have to wait till October, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I am so excited about this. I have no idea what's happening in the movie, but, <laughs> but I am so excited about seeing it. What did you guys think of the trailer? Oh, it looks okay. The moment there's a moment. This is not a spoiler, obviously, to the trailer. You're not knowing what's going on. But when she walks through whatever that portal is and you see Thunderball, the Thunderball lit poster on the marquee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, immediately, immediately my eyes widened and I went, whoa. And then everything after that, you've just got to see the trailer. I mean, yes, yeah. it it blows your mind. In a way that I will say, I have seen other trailers of other movies that will go unnamed that blow your mind. And then the movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I actually yeah. think this will make sense as crazy as it looks. I, I think there is an in, a very interesting psychological and maybe there's time movement. I don't know what what parallel dimension there is, but I am definitely into this. This this looks great. Yes, I'm so excited because it looks like he's treading into a new genre. Because mm-hmm. although Shaun of the Dead is a horror film, it's it's lighthearted, it's fun, it's it's a wacky comedy. This gets really dark at the yeah. end of the, the trailer of like we're going full on like horror ghosts. We got arms busting through the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is, but it's a different type of Edgar Wright film that I am all on board for because it looks gorgeous, amazing cast. I'm all in. Seeing this on the big screen right yeah. there. Yeah, yes. I know. Okay. October can't come fast enough. I love Edgar Wright. I love everything that he does. He's so precise in everything he mm-hmm. does. And, he, and you can watch his movies over and over again and see all these little subtleties. Yes. So I can't wait to see what he does in a whole new genre that he's done before. Oh, so. well, just one thing to add is I love at the yeah. end of the way when, when you were mentioning that, Steve, the the hands coming through the wall and the and yeah. the floor. That moment where he, he freeze frames the shot. And there's the oh, crack. Yes. So seventies. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. yeah. Like I was like, yes, okay, yeah. now you totally got me. No, it's Suspiria yes. in there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Right in there. And so and that's obviously Anna Taylor Joy, who uh, if any of you seen the Queen's Gambit, she's our that. Our boy Matt Smith, the Doctor. Yes. I was gonna be, and uh, one of her final performances, Dame Diana Rigg, is also in this movie, which I was yes. surprised. Oh, wow. and, Ter- and Terrence Stamp, which I didn't know about. So I think there's might be something going on with visiting these people now like maybe like this is they're old now and so this is telling the story of then oh yeah but is matt smith playing a young terrence stamp that would be interesting oh, wow yeah interesting right i don't know so uh, yeah it should be a good one uh so october 22nd only in theaters last night nice. in soho rob you had the next trailers tell us about uh, your trip to the future. Okay, so when I when I was looking very well done, uh, <laughs> when I was looking uh, for trailers this week, I'm like, okay, what's something fresh? Okay, so I see this. This is a movie called The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt. Okay, none of you are my child. Has anyone seen Mary? are fighting a war 30 years in the future. Is this a joke? Our enemy is not human. We need you to fight. You got drafted. I will be back. Why is this happening? What about the teacher's deferment? 
and the veterans deferment. If I don't go, they're going to draft you in my place. But if something does happen to me, you and Mary will be taken care of. If something happens to you, Dan, 70% of draftees do not return. Sometimes a man does what's best for his family, not himself. Move your shirt, please. Wait, what's this for? It's just a test. Oh, a seatbelt. Is it a driving test? No, you don't have jokes in the future? This device facilitates your jump to and from the future war. One minute to jump. Oh, here, buddy. Take that. You just flip it around like that. How are you so calm? Long story. Yeah, ex-military? Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. Three, two, one. I had not heard of this. The backstory is the movie was supposed to release on Christmas last year in 2020. It got delayed. It got bought, of course, by uh, Amazon bought it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Typical because it's a Paramount movie. And uh, they went ahead and are bringing it out on July 2nd on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, here's the thing. Yes, it is a it is a looks a little bit cliched of this aliens attack Earth and, you know, fighting ensues. But what what got me was the concept that is in the trailer is, no, this happens in like the year 2051. The war's not going well against aliens, and they have found a way to travel back in time and draft people into fight yes. for the future. That's that got me. Like that I found interesting. And I was like, okay. And and the trailer, you know what? It's it's a big, this is a big budget, full effects. This is not your typical the weekend uh Netflix or Amazon release. No, this this was a legitimate full-blown movie. Right. It's surprised it surprised me with the cast. J.K. Simmons is in it, like I said, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. It surprised me that, wow, this is a movie that they gobbled up and they are literally just putting out on Prime on July 4th weekend. Like, I, well, I'm going to watch it just because I want to see what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, this is one that, yeah, this should be like the big, you know, July 4th, go in the theater, see it with your family's thing. So I don't know how to take this whole Amazon Prime thing because this is a movie that's I think is going to suffer from the small screen because it it is a really cool concept. I'm all love sci-fi stuff like this. Okay, what are we going to? Yeah, it's going to tread into you know familiar territory. You know, whatever. That's fine. But I want to go see aliens and big explosions on a big screen on the Fourth of July weekend. Chris Pratt. Yeah, fun. Yeah is is there a hidden disaster behind the behind this I I don't know I sure hope not because <laughs> this should be you know maybe not something that's going to break new ground in any area but just to execute well on the tropes that are in this and you're going to be fine that's that's, right. that's the thing is uh, I'm trying to remember uh oh gosh which which episode was it where we were uh, I think it was a quiet place too where we talked about if you can just competently execute a movie you're going to be just fine and that was mm-hmm. you know sort of the quiet place it wasn't as great as the first one but competent and yeah it's entertaining that's what i'm expecting out of this but the fact that they're not putting it in theaters i, I don't know yeah. yeah that makes me makes me wonder makes me worry because i thought how can you screw this up right yeah. you got time travel you got aliens you're recruiting people the little twist hinted at in the theater of like maybe they can stop this war from happening somewhere in the past i thought okay we've we've got our i've got my stakes involved in this i'm on board so yeah i'll, I'll be there you know july 2nd on my amazon prime being what happens yeah i'll preface my comments by saying i also will be watching it that weekend 
However, <laughs> that first teaser they put out was awful. There have oh, been oh. a lot of bad trailers this year, and that was terrible. And it really turned me off to it. The one that Rob picked this this week, like, oh, they actually are showing the story. They're showing all of it. I'm like, right. oh, okay, this is much better. But I'm still coming from a place of, ooh, I don't know. Uh, and the fact that I, I'm fine with them keeping the reveal of the enemy so at the end, you see yeah. a brief flash, everything. Yeah. I, was, I was like, are the other people? Are they? Where are they? But then you see it is sort of a creature type thing. It makes me a little nervous that there is some kind of a twist coming. And right. I was like, oh, please don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's time. Tra- like, you have aliens, you have time travel, you have war. That's enough. You don't also need to add an yeah. M. Night Shyamalan twist onto it where man is the real enemy. No, That's uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, they, uh, they accidentally brought George Washington back to, into the future, and so they're fighting colonial soldiers in the future who are the real villains. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, and, 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 wait, and, is that a movie? And, <laughs> <laughs> it was a vampire. Was it Abraham Lincoln yeah, vampire yeah, hunter? <laughs> you know, just, it's in the same cinematic universe, right? Exactly. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Establishing connections. We didn't know about. There was a, there's been a secret universe being built yes, behind us. That's right. Knew. About presidents in science fiction. There we go. Well, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, um, Yvonne Shurhovsky is in this from yeah. Tuck. And also for those of you who like me, who are playing the mass effect, uh, you know, re- relaunch that uh, they just put out. She's also in that. Uh, J.K. Simmons. And unfortunately, Betty Gilpin seems to be playing the wife. And yeah, I was like, that was, oh, that was man, disappointing. She's so fantastic. And yeah. I'm like, she's going to get like five lines and be like, you need to come home for our son. Like, yeah. Oh, you're so... <laughs> Like everybody's got to pay their dues and I get it, but like, what a waste no. of talent. No, because so. she was such a badass in the hunt. I'm like, no, yeah. I want to see her get drafted. Right. Or, and in Glow. I mean, yes. I love yes. her oh, yes. so much. And Glow. She's so yes. tough. And yes. yeah, just to be yeah. the wife. I was like, uh, oh man, Hollywood do better. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'll yeah. be watching it and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future. Uh, when's that coming out, Rob? Uh, July 2nd. So on, uh, on Amazon Prime. We on Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime. Other Bezos. So, Steve, yeah, uh, we've been to the past. We've been to the future. Now take us inside our own oh, minds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I bring you Inception 2. I mean, uh, Reminiscence uh, <laughs> by writer-director Lisa Joy. You're going on a journey. A journey through memory. All you have to do is follow my voice. We're closed. I know. I'm sorry it's late. We have time for one more job. When the waters began to rise and war broke out, nostalgia became a way of life. There wasn't a lot to look forward to. So people began looking back. Nothing is more addictive than the past. No, 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 put me back. Put me back. I understand. She's moved on, and you should too. People don't just vanish. To find where she'd gone, I had to know where she'd been. running from the past or racing back towards it how much did you really know her how much did you know who was she who was she but not with me you think you want answers well you don't 
Where is she? Where is she? In the trailer, it said, oh, you know, one of the creators of Westworld. And I was like, oh, okay, Ooh. which one? Oh, it's it's Lisa Joy, one. which yeah. to her, her credit has, you know, this, she hasn't done a lot of directing, but she has, I think, some significant credits turning yes. when it comes to writing with Pushing Daisies, Burn Notice, Westworld. But to me, there are just so many things that hint of inception of we've got a device that allows people to get into their memories and we're avoiding the 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 present by you know lingering in the past and there's a love interest and does she exist does she not uh it, that's the one thing that just made me cringe so much about this and i thought well let's see who's in it well we've got hugh jackman we have uh rebecca ferguson we've got thandy newton i thought okay well uh, tandy way Tan, I'm sorry, tan, tan do we, I say, I, tan I, do I'm not yes, you'd be a no, jerk. I'm saying like she just no, no, no. officially clarified she, this. Yes, so I wanted she to did. make sure that we, we were getting that right. And you are absolutely right in correcting me on that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, great cast on this and good credentials on it. I, it, I don't know what to make of it because it looks great, but I just keep thinking this is Inception all over again. It's a it's it's a movie that it was on the blacklist in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm it's coming to HBO and theaters in August. This is one that yeah, I'm probably going to be a sucker and I'm going to go see it in the theater because it, again, big spectacle on this. Want that experience in the theaters. But in the back of my mind, I'll be thinking, is it gonna be as is it gonna be what you think it is, or is this gonna be a, a disappointment? And I'm really torn on this one. This is one that I I want to love this movie, but I am just cautiously optimistic about it because it I don't know how well it's gonna it's taking on a lot in the yeah. trailer. I'm like, holy cow, there's so much story here. How long is this movie gonna be? And how are we gonna craftfully like navigate all the pieces that it seems like you're setting up in here? So th- that's what I brought because I feel like it could be great. It could be something we mock. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I kind of have those same vibes. I, I like the neo-noir part that sort of like yes. that there's a, a mystery and there's tough guys and detectives and all that stuff. But the more they're pushing that, like, go into the the inception matrixy mind history thing, I was like, oh, man, this is just going to be one of those really boring psychological thrills where it's like, yeah. is it real? Right. Is it his memory or are we live? Like, uh, okay. But but same thing. Apparently the screenplay was really strong that, that she wrote. She's got some great, great credential from, from Westworld. It has very Westworld sort of look to it too with yes. like the, the sort of post-apocalyptic sort of flooding city thing, like something terrible has happened there. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's got a lot stacked against it. So I'm, I'm hoping they can they can pull it out because it, I don't get that same sort of what's going on vibe I got from like the first trailer for The Matrix where you're like, right. what is this? What's happening? Right. It's sort of like, this looks like a lot. This is not a cut. I'm interested in this, but I will tell you as I watch the trailer, and this is a weird, weird mashup I'm about to do. But when it got to it, I said, well, this is the prestige meets Avatar. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Ah, Kyle's okay. laughing at me. As no, I'm putting, the it, moment, I'm, trying, I'm putting it together in my head. Go because ahead. the prestige, it just looks something that was, you know, the transported man. If you know the prestige and if you yeah. don't know the prestige, my God, you should. But yeah. like, you know, it was just yeah. this, this, this illusion, this, this whole bunch of illusions and what is real and what isn't. And the moment in the trailer where they pull him out of the the mind machine and he's like yeah. wake up you got to get out of there i was like well that, that's avatar right and i yeah. and i said to myself what a weird mashup of movies it's hugh jackman i'm gonna watch it yeah. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit Assassin's Creed as well, I guess. Because I mean, they're, oh, except yeah. he's going back into his own memories, not his ancestors' yeah. memories. But yeah, yeah. No, good yeah. pick. So when, when does that uh, when does that come out? The date on that one is August twentieth, and again HBO Max and in theaters. So you've got some as choices, and that's a late addition to the HBO Max slate, right? Because it is. okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I, and when they did that first list at the start of the year, I don't think that yeah. this was nope. mentioned in yeah. it. No, not at all. All right, so you know that Dune opened up a slot. So oh. There's that. There's only now. Yes. So there's there's a little yes. bit of news if you weren't playing that. Right. All right. So all right. So those are our trailers. Nice. So um so uh let's uh, let's talk about a little game that I something I put together. Uh, okay. I started thinking about it this week and uh, and being that it is Danish Constitution Day, uh, my thoughts turned to Hamlet. But uh, don't worry, this is not a Shakespearean trivia contest. Um, instead, I started thinking about the actors who have taken on the melancholy Dane, the dutiful son of a slain king, on film. Uh, we got Kenneth Branagh. We got Mel Gibson. Lawrence Olivier, Ethan Hawke, all dudes, all white, all straight. And it's Pride Month, so why not let some other worthy actors take on the role? So I'm putting you two in the shoes of a casting director, putting together a new film adaptation of Hamlet. You'll need to pick from these 16 worthy contenders. I really wanted to do eight, but I kept adding more and I couldn't stop. So uh, I have picked uh, 16 actors who are LGBTQ+. Nice. Uh, and so uh, they, I want uh, you to pick which of these you think would make the best Hamlet all in. Now, I think all of these actually would be amazing Hamlets. Uh, so, uh, I, so, but uh, I think uh, we're going to go to the, you two are going to go and determine who it is that will be the top. So uh, as sexuality is a spectrum, I've tried to provide people from all the letters of LGBTQQIPSAA. Uh, which I found out about today. So that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, androgynous, and asexual. So I, I did not get a representation from every single one of those because I was also going for name recognition because I didn't want to have to spend a lot of time with us IMDBing so we could all remember. So as always, my choices are both capricious and arbitrary. And I left off a lot of really good people. So this is not meant to be definitive. It's just really great people. And the only uh, caveat my daughter, who's incredibly woke, put on me is, you are not allowed to put on Neil Patrick Harris. I said, okay. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Thank you. you'll have to sit this one out. All right. So uh, we will start with our, our uh, this is our, our sweet 16 here. So who do you think would be the best Hamlet of all of these? So our first competition is between Elliot Page and Ezra Miller. Oh, wow. Out of the gate. Strong. I know, right? As soon as yeah. I said Elliot Page, I'm like, I want to see Elliot Page Hamlet so bad yes. now. But Ezra Miller, because I just, okay, going back to things I've watched, I, this past weekend I did the whole uh, Batman versus Superman oh. Ultimate Edition and Zack Snyder you know, Justice League. Yeah, so, wow. Seven hours of your life. Right yes, there. exactly. And I had a great time, but I was like, ah, yeah, you know, nice. Ezra Miller. Yeah, you know, that's... <sighs> love that dude. Because I also... He's got a couple, weird energy he, to he him. He does. Because really like, like, have you guys seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? No. It was one of his first roles. Oh, man. Dark, disturbing, withdrawn. And for me, that gives him a slight edge. Although I love Elliot Page and the breadth of work there. But I think when it comes to the the brooding, I think I, I got to go with Ezra Miller on that one. Oh, okay, Rob. 
I agree with everything. There is a part. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. No, I'll go with Ezra Miller, too. But the reason why is because as much as there's a huge curiosity then of seeing, well, how does Elliot Page then what what would he do? Right. With the role. Uh, yeah. Ezra Miller, because I because that body of work that I can I can look at. I mm-hmm. yeah, Ezra Miller. OK. Yeah. All right. Ezra Miller advances on flashes into the second round. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next lineup. Uh, Kristen Stewart or Zachary Kinto. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's what's cool about this is everyone you, you think of, you go like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, these are such a, wow. What a, what a, what a high bar matchup here you have. This was, the, right? yeah. Um, I'm going to say, uh, again, based on, based on scope of work, I'm going to say Zachary Kinto. Kids, that's how you say it, right? Oh. Yeah. Kinto. Yeah. Kinto. As far as I know. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. Right. I try and do my homework, but. You nice. Know. Okay. When you say breadth of work, I know heroes and Star Trek. What What else am I? Am I so I've got, okay, I've got Spock in my head. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, okay, that's it. That, it's actually based on Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Spock Hamlet? Well, Is that because what you're I haven't for? seen, uh, okay, I'm going to be he, honest with you. And I haven't have seen Have you been watching Twilight. Invincible? Oh, okay. Well, oh. I've, watched the first, I've watched the first two episodes. Okay. What, well, he's, he's robot. Oh, okay. Oh, and you right. didn't know, so that should go a long way towards. There you go. You know, I'm just horrible with voice recognition, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna concur with that one because I th- I think there's again there's a when it comes to Hamlet there's there's a darkness that I think he can yeah we'll go with him okay all right Zachary moves on you put me on the spot yeah. though that was good <laughs> what are you, you talking about Spock? Hamlet that's okay uh, that's come actually, on yeah, yes, I'm talking about Spock <laughs> will he prosper in the second round we'll see uh, all right our next thing we're going uh, across the board to. Um, a couple of funny ladies who also can uh, uh, bring the heat if they need to. From Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Stephanie Beatrice mm. versus Kate McKinnon. Oh. <laughs> we know they can be funny, but they can yes. also be serious. Yes, they can. Oh, Steve, you go, you go first because we'll all try <laughs> No, I, yeah. I, this, is, this, is a, this is a tough one. Well, it's a tough one because there, I will just say yeah. there is an answer for me that immediately I wanted to say, but then I'm like, well, no, 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 think it through. Mm-hmm. And there is more to think it through, right? Because because the, both of them, you're bringing, yeah. you, that is a Hamlet that is a, that's a, there's got to be a, a comedic element. Like you just have to, because yeah. the timing well, is yeah, so tra- good. Tragedy right. and comedy. Especially, right? especially yeah. when he's putting right. an antic disposition right. on. Yes. Immediately, I think, oh, Kate McKinnon, but then it's like, no, no, some of the the wackiest comedians, you, you know, you think you're Jim Carrey, right. you're Robin mm-hmm. Williams, can really go into that deeply serious side. I just haven't, ah, oh, you know, because I haven't seen it. I, w- I would be curious, but I, I, uh, it's so foreign. I don't, I, I'm kind of curious to see what <laughs> Stephanie would bring to that. <laughs> that's, that's, so that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the opposite of what. I would assume would be the correct answer. Oh, because <laughs> yeah, that's right. what my, that's exactly what oh, really? I was. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I kind of want to see Kate McKinnon do that. No, I'm going to go yeah. Kate McKinnon. Kyle, you're going to have to, you're going to oh, okay. you're gonna have to tie break it. All right. Interesting. Um, uh, you know, I, I actually had that, had the same thought too. I was thinking about, and I think if you ever see Stephanie Beatrice in any other role or in an interview, you'll find out how much of a transformation yeah. Rosa Diaz is. Right. So I think knowing that, I think I would like to see what she could do. So I'm going to put Stephanie's Beatrice. Oh, she was right. in Short Term 12. Okay. All right. Have you guys seen Short Term 12? No, that keeps coming up. No. Oh, but- my gosh. You guys need to see Short Term 12. Because um, 
every it's one of these films you look at and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody is in this film. I mean, so you've got Brie Larson, John Gallagher Jr., Stephanie Beatrice, Rami Malek. Uh, who else? We've got Lakeith Stanfield in there. I mean, it's you watch this and go, they were all in this movie together. What? Um, yes, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, no, that helps. Yeah, we're right. We got it, Kyle. We're right. <laughs> We're right. Rob, yes, what do you Rob. I don't, I don't know. Modern Family. I thought of Modern Family when she comes uh, in on yeah. it. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, our next uh, one is sometimes you just put James together and you get magic. Uh, there's no <laughs> thing that connects these two, except that I think it's really funny to put them against each other. Evan Rachel Wood and Titus Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> Titus Burgess, of course, from 30 Rock. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I have to go Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. And, uh, yes. Un- unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Titus. Westworld. No, oh. Titus belongs in Titus Andronicus if you're going to put him in any shape. Well, <laughs> there you go. Name so, I'm sorry, Steve, who did you pick? I picked Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to. So I'm, I'm settling the. the you're settling oh, yeah. this one. Okay, yeah. So I think I'm going to have to go with Evan Rachel Wood, too, just because oh, yeah. I think there's nothing she can't do. Well, I exactly. mean, these are not, man, there's no, right? I mean, there's no wrong answer, but. Oh, yeah, I mean, there are, right. Rob, and you keep picking them. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was setting you up. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we got um, good. a couple of franchise players. We have okay. Wentworth Miller or B.D. Wong. Wentworth Miller, of course, from Prison Break. And from Legends of Tomorrow, where he played Captain Cold, and B.D. Wong, who was uh, probably, well, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Most recently, I would say Jurassic World, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jurassic Park, and then Jurassic World. Right. Because I love the way B.D. Wong, I, I mean, when he, okay, when he shows up in Father of the Bride, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, and I know yeah. that's just, the, okay, but it really, it, no, I'm going to go with B.D. Wong. And you are correct. Oh, that is the way to go. I was going to say, if there no, was going to be anything, I love Wentworth Miller. I love yeah, Wentworth Miller. Right. No, but, but I think Wong, B.D. Wong, I think, I think yeah. is the clear. It's obvious here. Yes. Next lineup is Anna Paquin or Sarah Ramirez. Anna Paquin obviously was from the X-Men franchise and True Blood. Uh, and Sarah Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy. And she also did a good stint on Broadway. And I'm not familiar with Sarah. She does not get enough work. That's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. Oh, so I'm a little bit um oh biased. Yes. Well <laughs> under I mean, there's there's a couple of people I think like, Sarah Mears needs to people need to hire her. She is amazing. Yeah, we but she doesn't want to work as much. But she's going up like okay, so you mentioned Anna Peck when you mentioned those things. You you don't mention the piano. I, I mean, didn't mention the t- piano just because the one thing she won an Oscar for. Why yeah, we, exactly. Why Come talk on. about that. I'm <laughs> talking about True Blood. <laughs> I think people I'm actually a- watched. Oh, right. oh snap. Wow. The piano. I mean, Controversial take 20 years I, later. Okay. We need to do a whole conversation about the piano and our experiences with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I saw it in the theater and I loved it. But of course, you know, it's, I'm I'm going to expect, I'm a, you know, Terrence Malick fan. I'm, you know, I'm going to go into those. Sure. Domains. But no, I <laughs> Anna Paquin, and again, I w- yeah, I think again, I think she's just got the range, and I would love to see her tackle that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, okay. Anna Paquin moves on. Okay, uh, our next lineup: uh, Wilson Cruz or Lena Waithe. So Wilson Cruz, obviously from Star Trek Discovery, oh. and one of the foremost uh, or one of the original cast members of Rent. So you know Broadway royalty, uh, Lena Waithe from. Master of None. She was in Westworld. And Neither. I have seen Master I seen of that. None. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, th- I think we go with the precedent that Rob said earlier, and anybody in Star Trek just gets, you know, gets the role. <laughs> and you are right on this one. You are correct. <laughs> yes. All right, Wilson Cruz was on. I have no problems with that. Uh, and uh, last lineup of the of the of the first round is Tessa Thompson mm-hmm. versus Billy Porter. Oh, dude, <laughs> you like right? wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Two winners, like you can't go wrong, or, and you're going to go wrong because no matter who you choose, you're going to lose, and you're going to win. Uh, 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 Thomas, of course, was Valkyrie uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and also she's done a ton of stuff. Um, Billy Porter, of course, Pose and. And I didn't realize and, Billy and and, uh, and, uh, and a residence in our heart, right? And I and because uh, we binged American Horror Story a few months ago oh, here yeah. in the household, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much he was in that too. Yeah, um, a lot of people. I'm, I'm just doing thumbnails. Like these people have like oh, long yeah. oh, yeah, resumes. Yeah. So forgive me if I'm not mentioning the thing that you know them from, audience. I want to say Tessa. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, that is correct. All right, <laughs> from Men in Black International <laughs> or Tessa <laughs> Tessa. <laughs> Annihilation. Everybody's got to pay the bills. Yeah. Or Creed, you know. All right. Yes. All right. So yeah. that's first round done. Okay. All, right. So, all right. Second round. This should be it should be easier and more difficult at the same time. So our first uh, is Ezra Miller or Zachary Kinto. Flash or Spock. <laughs> Who is your Hamlet? <laughs> Flash. I, no, on that one, I guess. I agree. Ezra again. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't think these two have ever been up for the same role. Uh, B.D. Wong or Anna Paquin. <laughs> oh, they both look great in a dress true bd wong had a famous i'm gonna say bd wong yes, hmm? yes right. I really like now we're that. on the yeah. same page yes we are. <laughs> wait right. watch watch uh, for the next one yeah. <laughs> stephanie beatrice or evan rachel wood oh i'm gonna go with evan rachel wood oh no stephanie oh interesting there you go. okay split the vote all right um yeah, I love Stephanie Beatrice, but ah, if Rachel Wood, man, I just can't stop thinking about that. It's so. okay, because we just know Rob is wrong. Such a <laughs> loser. <laughs> uh, okay, Wilson Cruz or Tessa Thompson. Oh, wow. This did not get easier. Uh, no, nope. it didn't. Because in addition to Star Trek, I, I mean, you go way back with Wilson Cruz. You go to My So-Called right. Life and all of that mm-hmm. going on yeah, in there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's... yeah. But I do want to uh, Tessa Thompson. I think I I want to see that. Like now, I'm in the like the mode of like, what would I want to see? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tessa. And I agree. I agree. Yes. All right. Tessa Thompson. Move on. All right. Final four. Ezra Miller or B.D. Wong. Oh. Oh, I'm at Ezra Miller. Yeah. Wow. I, when you really think about it, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Ezra Miller. Oh, this gets an interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood or Tessa Thompson? I'm still going to go with Tessa. And I'm still going to go with Evan oh, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> well, there we know. <laughs> All right. Evan. So <laughs> it's Ezra uh, versus Evan. <laughs> it, 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 it's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So our, our, our side is E versus E, Ezra versus Evan. Ezra Miller. Or Evan Rachel Wood. Who is your Hamlet? Well, now, uh, you go. Go ahead. I'll. 
<laughs> for, for me, there's no right or wrong answer in this because no, I think either that's, of them that's would what's be, great about this. Is, this is no the, both of these really, I think, would do something really unique and different with it. But I'll go with Ezra Miller. Ooh, okay, Kyle, you're gonna have to do it because now oh. you guys brought me on <laughs> to, the to Evan Rachel Wood. Wood. <laughs> so there you go. It's your call. Kyle, it's your I know, that's you can't the thing. be, <laughs> you can't be so wrong. I have so there no you go. But I gotta say, I would uh I, I say this this is this is the concession I'll make. Evan Rachel Wood as Hamlet, Ezra as you know, and like basically to put him in as one I'm trying to think of, of who the best there's to be to be Mercutio. No. Oh, you're thinking of like Laertes or something? Yeah, like exactly. That? I'm trying yeah. to think it would be better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to like put him in like as a as a foil. Mm-hmm. But true, yeah, yeah, Laertes would be pretty good. So, but yes, but that's that's all secondary because our Hamlet for 2021 is Evan Rachel Wood. There we go. There we go. I'm fine with that. Yes. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say that was I was calling that the Unpack My Heart Elimination Challenge. Oh, so, thank you all for participating but that's not what they came here to see that was just bonus stuff they're here for the list game so we were challenged by our listeners to do movies set in the pacific northwest Mm. Woo! how thrilling (laughs) okay yes yep (laughs) like sometimes you you know you get uh, movies that sound like porn titles and sometimes you get movies set in the pacific northwest but it's what the people demanded, so it's what we do. Uh, so I had the first trailer, so I get to go first. Uh, mine is a little film from 2000 that not a lot of people saw, because even though it starred the star of one of the biggest franchises of all time, uh, and that's called Horns, starring Harry Potter himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's directed by Alexander Aha. It's written by uh, Keith Bunnan, based on Joe Hill's novel, who is... Uh, also, the son of Stephen King. It's about a guy who grows horns, uh, and then can, and everybody confesses their sins to him. It's a weird, dark fantasy set in the Pacific Northwest. It is uh, it, if you ha- you have to have a bit of a strong constitution to go through it because you know it, it is from the you know, from the DNA of Stephen King uh, in a way. Uh, so, but that's my first one. That's one that I it always shows up like, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Eh, I don't know if I feel like that today. And it's all, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's just scroll you past. I'm like, in a mood for it. You can, you can see the tonight. poster and go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get what that's about. So yeah, Harry Potter goes dark. Yes. So if you want to see Daniel Radcliffe, you know, step into the bad side. So then he becomes Daniel Badcliffe. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. He's always rad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> all right. So uh, I think, Rob, you got in there next. Okay. I go next. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, here's the deal. I, I I don't know what to tell you about my picks this week. Um, they're all over the place. But I wasn't. Are okay. they all set in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, they're, all, they're not all over the place. They're in the Pacific. They're Northwest. in the Pacific, especially there. Then specifically, they're all Oregon. So there you go. Right. Okay. Wait okay. a minute. When I when I uh, the, this is the first movie I thought of. One okay. of my favorite movies of all time. I go in and I'm like, well, there's no way I can pick this because I'll go in and search the you know, the next real film yeah. podcast cyclomatic 3000 and it won't be, yeah. and it'll be there. No, sure. this movie's not in the database. I don't mm. know how it is not in the database. Oh. And in looking for it, I learned something that I did not even know about this movie for all the years I've ever seen it. That's right. I'm talking about the 1978 American comedy film directed by John Landis, written by Harold Ramis, Douglas Kenny and Chris Miller animal house. Oh, Whoa. right. I thought that was on the East coast. No. 
Oh no, animal! Ah, now uh-huh. we're somewhere. Did okay. you know that Faber College is the University of Oregon, Eugene? Oh, oh. no. Okay. okay. So, okay. And, and there's a whole story about this. So first of all, I don't have to talk about the movie, but there's two, well, there, but except there are two things I'm going to talk about, uh, things I didn't realize. Number one, it takes place University of Oregon. The main reason why they got there is because for whatever reason, site location, you know, the shoot, everything, time of year, um, they refused to have permission for the graduate to film there in 1967. And then oh. they come in with the animal house. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we, we missed out on that. So, yeah, you can definitely film that movie here. <laughs> I don't think they realized what was happening. Oh, no. So that's number one. Number two. So you remember when uh, uh, basically uh, Flounder and Pinto and Boone, they go and they take their dates from like Dickinson yeah. College, I think. And they go to um, the, the, the club, right, where Otis is playing. And all these years, because I this is what you hear, I thought he said, welcome to the Destelay Club, right? No, you know what the name of the place is? Mm-mm. It's the Dexter Lake Club. Oh. And I never knew that. It's a real place that actually exists. Totally blew my mind. Okay. Last thing, this movie, over the course of its run, has made somewhere along the lines of, I think, $141 million. Do you know what, what the budget was for Animal House? <laughs> <laughs> and this is in 1970. Okay, but I mean, it, it's still not, you're not even going to believe it. Three million dollars. Wow. <laughs> uh, that would translate to probably like, what, 12 now? Okay, but I mean, I mean it's yeah, under it's, $20 million. Movie. Still, you, got, about you got your John Belushi money in there. You got <laughs> yeah. to be paying him and right. his habit that, that's you know, right. at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. still that, uh, budget. that was under yeah. catering. Yes, exactly. A, yes. You had to make a death mobile. You, yeah. you had oh, yeah. so many different things. Yes. I yeah. just couldn't believe it. And really, here's the deal. If you haven't watched Animal House in a while, oh watch gosh. it. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Amazing. Yeah. There yes. you go. Animal House. Right. Good one. All right. Steve, what do you got? We're not going to have any steals today. I don't think so. I, I don't I think, think so. Because so. I, I looked and I was like, okay, I got mine. And I'm like, these are obscure. I mean, they're yeah. movies that are dear to my heart mm. um, that I don't, you you may or may not have seen any of these because, uh, I, well, I know my first pick is one that probably not many people have seen because it, it came and went very quickly in theaters. It was on, I think, Showtime for a while. If you had your subscription to, to Showtime. Uh, but it's a really interesting film that has a very odd stri- framing structure because the first part is there's a woman out walking her dog. They're out on the shore and the dog's sniffing around. She starts digging and unearths these two skeletons laying side by side. And then we get a flashback to now we're way back in time. We're with fur trappers in Oregon in the Oregon Territory. And we've got our, our main character who's a cook that befriends a Chinese immigrant and they come up with this whole scam and they're they're cooking up these little biscuits and selling them to make money to survive and hopefully saving up enough money to move on in Kelly Reichardt's 2019 film First Cow. Wow. Which is never even heard of that. It's simple story because they yeah. there's one cow in town that a wealthy guy owns and they go and steal milk in the middle of the night for their biscuits and that's what makes the biscuits taste so good because most people don't have access to milk short film it's uh, no no it's not a short film it feels short. it's two hours but it's <laughs> such a tight story uh, it's one i highly recommend because it's just there's not a lot to it but it's just really really entertaining yes first cow is definitely not on my list no. that's a great right. pick i remember seeing the trailer for that 
and yeah. we wanted to see it, but we never got around to it. I think something happened exactly. in 2020. I forget what it was. Yeah, but uh, stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's all a blur. <laughs> but that's, that's a great, great pick. All right, so uh, back to the top. That's just me. Uh, so my next one is a is another little I think underseen film. Uh, it's kind of about time travel, but it's more about uh, people uh, dealing with it. And, and of course, the director went on to have a strong franchise showing uh, from 2012. It's Safety Not Guaranteed. Oh yes, uh, which is directed yes. by Colin Trevorrow, who almost directed a Star Wars movie, but uh, <laughs> things happened. But, you know, he's okay worth dinosaurs, so everything is fine. Uh, Aubrey Praza, Mark Duplass, and I forgot, Jake Johnson is in that, too. That's yes. a, and set in the Pacific Northwest. It's a fun little movie. Full that budget. Is, that, that's, uh, no, it's a good one. It, concept. It feels like a small little, you know, thing. And then you get to the end and it goes, mm -hmm. what is going yep. on? <laughs> yes. That's right. It's like this weird indie kind of thing. And yeah. then at the end, it kind of takes off in a new direction. Yes. You kind of yep. go, okay. Nice. So back to you, Rob. Um, okay. So again, sticking with my Oregon theme, uh, this movie takes place in Portland, Oregon. For those of you who are educators and you want to know that your life's work as an educator is not wasted and that it's meaningful and that maybe at the same time you're trying to concoct your world-changing symphony. That's right. <laughs> I'm crying already. I'm not crying. Oh you're my crying. God. Come on. The music. Yes. The beautiful boy. Be oh, oh, you know what you're talking about. Every time. Um, yeah, I'm talking about Richard Dreyfus, 1995's Mr. Holland's Opus. I I mean, I was scratching at the bottom. Wait, wait, you see my third pick. Hey, listen, if anybody thinks, wow, Rob, you're, what are you doing today? Just wait. But this movie is tender. Does it hold up? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But it's Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. No, that's enough said. That's not, Indeed. That's my catchphrase. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, end the show early. I'm sorry. Oh, bye. <laughs> all right. Hondo. There we go. So I'm also in the Portland area for this one. This was a little film that uh, came out in the late 80s. I was working in the video store. Um and saw this one because, hey, I, I, I like Matt Damon in a movie. And uh, it's a quirky little film from a director you may have heard from, uh, Gus Van Sant, uh, with uh, Matt Damon, Kelly Lynch, a uh, little film called Drugstore Cowboy, oh, which uh, has, has a great moment with you cast, you know, notorious uh, beat writer and drug addict uh, William S. Burroughs with a great line of dialogue saying basically that I believe right wingers are going to use drug hysteria to enforce a police state in the future. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, you're uh, predicting the future there, good old Bill Burroughs. But uh, this is a fun little film. My brother and I quote it all the time. You never put a hat on the bed. You never look at the backside of a mirror. All these quirky superstitions uh, as you follow Bob, uh, played by Matt Dillon, and his little crew robbing drugstores up in Portland. He's a drugstore cowboy. Oh, All right, so uh, while, while you two have been picking films that are near and dear to your hearts, my last one is a film that nearly destroyed me. Oh. So uh, in the in the my my desert island years from 2000 to about 2010, were when I worked as a projectionist at a movie theater. So I was lead projectionist. So. From that time period, uh, I saw pretty much everything that came out if it was a wide a mainstream release because this was a 16-screen multiplex. Uh, and at the time when I first started, it was like that proverbial kid in the candy store. I watched everything because yep. I could. So I get to have a private showing of every movie that came out. And so I did. 
uh, until I got to this movie and it was so egregious and awful, it broke me. And I realized I can't do this to myself anymore. I am doing more injury than I am good. And I had to start getting a little pickier about the movies that I, I, I had to watch. Uh, and it's from 2003. It's called The Hunted, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro, oh, directed by William Friedkin. And with a resume like that, you think it'd be great. It's not. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I found out one of the reasons behind this was that it was during the writer's strike. So oh. they were actually shooting on a first draft script and they couldn't make any changes to it. Uh, so they did what they could. And it is not good. If you ever want to know why people Tommy Lee Jones had a bad reputation, this is one of the reasons why. Because if he's not being directed in the way he likes, he <laughs> has some really bad habits. And they are all on display in The Hunted. If but uh, you know, even if you're curious, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> but, but it's got a six point one on IMDb. It's got know, a six point one. People, that's the. Yes. I think it's the it's the Benicio bump. You know, the Benicio bump. In, it yes. just gets a little. Yeah. Yeah. It's it hurts. It hurts even remembering it. Wow. Yeah. Prepare yourselves. Okay. Number one. Do you like creative uses of melted candle wax? <laughs> Number two. Do you like to be restrained by your own belt? Number three, do you never want to look at parking structures the same way ever again? If the answer to all three of those questions is yes, then you, my friend, will want to watch 1993's American erotic thriller, Body of Evidence. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, you I don't. don't. I don't, want to. Listen, I don't want to watch that. Listen, everybody. I mean, this is what I got. <laughs> There's nothing else. I had an eyes wide shut comment at the beginning. I'm closing here with mm -hmm. body of evidence. This is where I'm at. <laughs> that's that's the uh, Madonna. Right? That's the Madonna. It's yes. her fourth yeah. role. It yeah. probably could have been the last. Well, no, Dick Tracy. Never mind. No, it just. No. We wouldn't have gotten swept away then. You wouldn't yeah, have gotten. That's true. <laughs> body of evidence, everyone. We're, we're dealing with a lot of trauma here. Body of evidence, <laughs> which I don't know how do you how do you describe body of evidence if no one who's ever well, seen you, it. Well, you describe it as IMDb <laughs> says a lawyer defends a woman accused of killing her older lover by having sex with him. That's how <laughs> yeah. you describe it. It's the 4. movie 5. that movie came out like that's the movie that basically like the short meeting is this basic instinct is going crazy. What can yes. we do? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> We got Madonna. Uh, Let's make the movie. Oh my goodness! Anyway, that's all I got. Wow. That's sorry, and it takes place in Oregon, Portland. Okay. There you go. <laughs> all right, bring us home. Yeah, so, pal, you, you you brought a movie that destroyed you. Yes, uh, I'm bringing a film that destroyed me, but in a different way, and it's one that. Um, since we all have daughters, it's one I'm going to highly recommend to both of you. It's one I've oh. talked about on Trailer Rewind. I, I may have mentioned it before as a as a pick on a list before, but I don't care. Because uh, <laughs> this is the story of a father and his 13-year-old daughter that are living an ideal existence in a vast urban park in Portland, Oregon, when a small mistake derails their lives forever in 2018's Leave No Trace with Thomason McKenzie, who is in uh, Edgar Wright's newest film, and Ben Foster. He is a veteran uh, going through some PTSD and cannot cope with living a normal life. So they live a secluded sort of homeless life in the woods. And his daughter is getting of age where she's trying to, wants to be part of society. And it's this, this struggle between the both of them. And it is a powerful, powerful film that I watch with my daughter. And I encourage you to watch with yours. It will mm. break your heart and bring on the tears and destroy you. 
Okay. You're like, yeah, sign me up for that. Excellent. <laughs> Horns first, then eyes wide yes. shut. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't no say trace. that. That not. Let me just Quite say a film something. Festival we put together here. I don't know if everyone <laughs> remembers. I have a peculiar movie selection that I have watched do. movies with my daughter. Eyes wide shut. Body of evidence. Not making not. that list <laughs> at all. No. All no, right. Leave no trace. Done. Yeah. Excellent. All right, leave no trace. All right, so those are our picks for the week. So that means we need to uh, inflict our pain on the next group of people. So we need to pick what the topic will be that the audience will choose for next week. So next week they're working on uh, the number four in the Lynn Shelton series, the late, great Lynn Shelton, Outside In. So the there's a bunch of different options. I've not seen the film, so I'm going off of the list that was provided for me. Uh, so there's a, a couple things that we could choose. Um, well, let's, let's look at who we're cursing next week. Oh, okay. Let's see. Who, who are we who, cursing next who, week? Who do we, who, who do we want to play Our nice next week's host not... will be, Oh, Pete Wright is returning to this big yeah. chair. Uh, and then he is joined by the handsomest man in podcasting, Tommy Metz. Uh, and, uh, our own, uh, siren of the, of the podcast, Mandy Kaplan. Okay. All right. So how mean do we want to be? We, I, that's a, we that's can, a lot of star power right that, there. That so. is. That is. So I have to think about, about this because I haven't seen this either. And I'm looking at this list thinking, people who get around on bicycles? <laughs> how about this? What are you guys doing? You're, you're setting us up to be hated by the next round of hosts. I, 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 because... I was going to say, why don't we get creative and be like, people who yeah. use bicycles to get out of prison because they fell for their teacher. Because yeah. <laughs> I have not seen this either. I, I'm like, no. yeah, I, I don't know. I do not know. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of, as I looked at the list, I thought there's, they have awkwardly having your affair found out by your spouse. I thought just awkward affairs would be a good one because that sort of opens up a little bit more possibility. Yes. I agree. Agree. Yes. So that's, that's the first There we go. Uh, good one. Yes. Suggestion. Yes. The people who get around on bicycles. You know, That's almost... legend, the legendary people on bicycles. There's so many documentaries made about them. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you something, though. But hey, listen, you realize the, the bullet we all dodged. I mean, Pacific Northwest movies, we could have had oh, having yeah. sex with your friend's parent. Well, yes. yes <laughs> I yeah, don't know how that true. didn't yes. get picked, right? Yes, I, I don't know. I think they, yeah. they were looking favorably upon us and thinking, well, we... These guys have daughters. They can't watch these films with their That's family. Right. This well, is let's not, not appropriate. Give, let's not give anyone a choice of looking favorably on anyone. Yes. Let's just yeah. give okay. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then there's I I, falling for your teacher just is okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. yes, that's just cringy all around. Right. Yeah. yeah. People who covertly do art. And then the yeah. clarification is a character in this film breaks into people's <laughs> houses and creates interesting tape art on their furniture or by taping up their furniture and interesting sculptures. So I was thinking of like graffiti artists, et cetera. I'm like, okay, so, okay. so I guess I. Looking at I can thinking, think of one movie. Yes, exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm looking more favorably on maybe broken mother daughter relationships. You know, mm, okay. uh, you know that that gives them something. Yes. to, to work mm -hmm. with there. Okay, I like that one. I that's think it's like a couple of those kids. Yeah. So broken mother daughter relationships. I'll put that there. Well, and I actually like okay to the breaking and entering because that's that that's a definitive crime, yes. right? Yes. Like, yeah. Just straight up breaking and entering, or breaking, and breaking, entering. Yeah. breaking and entering to fall for your teacher after you've been released oh, I, in prison. I, 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 that's <laughs> I meant like breaking and entering, but not to steal. Or if you wanted to oh. clarify anything, but breaking oh, and entering. Just breaking and entering. Yes, there, you're and welcome. Entry. Next week's crew. Yes. There you go. Pay it forward. See. <laughs>
So, and on you're declaring to yourself, mine hale and hearty friends, I sure had the swell time listening to thy weird games and list making, but how canst I become involved and keep thine madness flowing into mine own ear holes? Forsooth, tis quite simple. Just wend thy way to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up. For a mere one dollar a month, dead for a ducat, thee can become a one-reeler and receive access to yon Discord server. And I thank you for your pains and courtesy. But holdest off! They say if money goes before, all ways do lie open. Then most generous patron, if thee be true and up thy monthly donation, thee can transform thyself into a two-reeler and cast thy gaze towards our live streams as our words are said and thee shall receive early access to new episodes of our shows in thy very own private podcast feed. Plus, super secret member channels on Discord like the auspicious Show Talk channel. Why place such import upon the Show Talk channel? Bend thine ear and I shall impart to thee. If thee wish to vote in next week's poll, the only lodging in which thee can do so is on very same Show Talk channel. Monthly shmonthly, I heareth thee say, I have put money in my purse, and neither a borrower nor a lender shall I be. Then valorous news, thee can anon giveth an annual donation for any level. I have a kind soul that would give you thanks. You great benefactors, sprinkle our society with thankfulness. For your own gifts, make yourselves praised. A boon shall to thee I extend. If thee wend to thenextreel.com slash letterbox, and thee can upgrade thy letterbox account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount in for renewals. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day, thou canst not then be false to any man. And that's our show! <laughs> Thank you for sitting through all of that. This has been Saturday Matinee. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Uh, we will see you next time, uh, further on up the road. The rest is silence. Enough said. Bye. Ando. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle, or better yet, Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reel's family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Stephen JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Ah, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about the Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara, Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. 
and you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Thank you.